Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Michael from the Art Love Collective, and this is our latest episode of the Art Love Collective podcast. We have a member of the Dallas, John, John Kuhn, uh, as our guest. And uh, today, we we actually just been talking about what allows for like a well-adjusted adult, which is everyone's goal. Um, and what it takes. And we've been talking about both hardships and um, uh, like pleasantness, I don't know, pleasantries that both seem to be uh, necessary to to become that, to, to reach our goal. Um, so I don't know, let's just continue the conversation instead mm-hmm. of trying to rehash. But like, I feel like people instinctively get you need to have some hardship or struggle or something to overcome to become strong in life yeah i mean absolutely i think i think most people do also it's it's not like we all don't struggle or suffer or or have our own challenges in some way so it's it's there regardless of our right like our given circumstances we all get plopped into this world and we don't we don't choose the family that we're put into that's just not how it happens right well some people argue that your soul wanted this like you i wanted mean this. i i get that also it's just like <laughs> i'm, I'm kind of like that with conspiracy theories it's like prove it right sure yeah, because like the bottom line, I, is... I I'm happy to be like I'll entertain any conspiracy theory. I'll listen to it to a certain point, and I'm like, well, that's the thing about conspiracy theories. You can't prove it. You can't disprove it, really. Oh, you can prove some. You can prove some of some of them have been proven. You're right. You're I mean, right. like that's the point is if there is a conspiracy. But, conspiracy. But the way I look at some of these is like folks will start, they'll start on one, and you can tell that they're just it's just gonna, you know. My only rock point, around in their brain forever. My only point in that argument, and I'm, I'm, it's funny because I'm, I immediately play devil's advocate, but I'm completely with you on that. Yeah. I'll entertain anything, but my truth is based off of the, you know, evidence, uh, experience in it, whatever. Oh, but also I, I love some of them, honestly. But also I, 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 I just am like, well. On some level, it's a mind experiment. It's yeah. just a fun little thing. It's just like watching Netflix or anything else. It, but at a certain level, sure. I mean, there may be some shows that I that I watch or some conspiracy theories that I listen to or try to entertain that make me more anxious than others, right? Right. <laughs> so my only my only point is that uh, we. As far as we know, we didn't choose this life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's as far as, as, we, far know. as we know. That's, I mean, that's, that's the that's baseline, fine. at least. We may have known, we may have not known. But in terms of our, in terms of our like actual, of what we're framing for hardships and sure, you're right, and how people struggle, like in a human, you life. as a child, when you're born, you didn't, you, you don't have really that much control over the socioeconomic uh family 
history, the historical trauma, yeah. whatever else may be there, yeah. that's just part of your experience. That shapes who you are on many, many deep levels. Sure. So then when we come into experience and before, I don't know, whatever it age it is, when when you realize, oh, you know, some people have it way better than, than our family and some people have it way worse than Probably our family. Probably around five to eight. Yeah, is when like, you whenever, get like uh, that. whenever a human like recognizes that, and you have that big giant aha moment where you're like, uh, I remember mine. We were, we were downtown. We we grew up. Out you remember there. your I remember moment of Zen. One hundred percent. Yeah. One hundred percent. I still do to this day. We were downtown. I saw. We grew up out in the middle of the country, up in Delaware County in Sunbury, Ohio, and literally like like gravel and dirt roads. So this was way before anything was really developed up that way. And we knew rural lots, grow up out in the middle of nowhere, but we would come downtown to Columbus, hmm. go to Lazarus mm-hmm. every, oh, back every when it, uh, Christmas. When downtown had a mall. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. it was a mall yeah, downtown. Right, right. Go to Lazarus and go see Santa Claus, sit on Santa's lap. And I remember, I don't remember how old I was, but I, I vividly remember like getting out of the vehicle that we drove down to and then getting ready to go into the mall and seeing this homeless guy right and not knowing what that was or what that meant and asking my parents asking you know my dad my dad was always really good at just like being truthful about what what the situation was sure like well why is he asking for money and my dad was like well he because because he needs money doesn't have any and he he doesn't have a, a and he was like he doesn't have a place to live right and i was like I just did not compute. I completely, I was just like, what? He doesn't have a place to live. And I remember that bothered me for, you know, I don't know how long. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, holy shit. Some people will have a fucking place to live, you know? Yeah. So, you know. uh, But you were in a more lavish area than your upbringing. Yeah, I mean, technically, and also, but I didn't realize it, and didn't, that didn't play a factor. That didn't play a factor. I really didn't. I didn't play a factor. You saw people that were maybe living high, or like living these high culture lives, or whatever. Oh, I mean, I I was, no, I was just, I I was a young enough kid that I, my, my needs were well met and taken care of, and I had plenty of love with my family and my parents and everything. Yeah. But like, when I came across another human who, was like that was completely out of my frame of reference for what was anything possible else. for suffering in the world right. so then i was like uh probably at you know at that young age, i could i could maybe ask my parents they might not even remember the story at all but like i remember it like i remember yeah. like on some level my for, that, for them it was their 20 million my world person. just completely was like shooken up and i you know my heart broke or whatever yeah. And, you know, so but from that standpoint, we we come into life. We we don't have control over those circumstances, really, on many levels. And everyone has their own individual suffering. Yeah. Right. That's just that's reality. That is reality. Yeah. I think that's an equalizer. It, yeah. A life requires it. It's a it's an equalizer on and until people get too attached to their own suffering and forget that others suffer also right yeah that's why it's the true equalizer like we see that right now in the world that's that's for real we see that with the 
the Israel and Palestine conflict and at the heart of any yeah stuff that's happening in the Congo. Yeah. I mean, it's like you you look at at that and deforestation that bl- and all that blows my mind. Lots yeah, lots of lives. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think in my own experience with with life in general, like yeah, struggle is struggle is something that can help shape us and is productive for us like product i use the phrase productive struggle Mm -hmm. and i've always used like that i've always used that phrase with my kids in terms of like they're 23 and 25 now and i i raised them as a single father you know oh okay i didn't realize that um and you know they 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 their experience was like we didn't have much money we oftentimes had to go to food banks or you know have be on public assistance at times there were there was a stretch when we were on public assistance for sure um but that has not necessarily uh broken them or made they've never used any of that They've never used any of that as an excuse. Let's put it that way. Fair enough. To not go ahead and, like, push forward and or try to succeed and and actually succeed in their lives. May I ask kind of, like, where they're at in their career? Yeah, my my oldest graduated last year from Western Oregon University, summa cum laude. Nice. Um, He, uh, he's... He, he went to the school and ended up playing um, rugby. Oh, he got nice. scholarshiped for that, and then Whoa. he's okay. trying to no, uh, struggle is not move uh, into like been an excuse. Uh, I, it, as much as he could with a professional rugby career, but yeah, not the greatest in the United States, so to speak. <laughs> okay, but whatever. Well, whatever. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's so well above. He the yeah he he. Um, he is uh, very much so, like, um, at 25, he's far beyond whatever I was at 25. Let's put it that way. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, That's good. Um, that means you're succeeding in life, man. Yeah, in a lot progeny, of ways, I think so. I, I would say so, yeah. Yeah. You want your progeny to have a head start over you. Yeah. For sure. And then uh, my youngest is a student at Miami University in Oxford, Ohio. Nice. Studies mechanical engineering. Sweet. <laughs> um, and he's just extremely brilliant. And yeah, we always are going to need cars. <laughs> and teaching the people that are going to learn how to make. and Exactly. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, that's as far as struggle and, and, and our kids and, and art. I mean, you see... Struggles and pleasantries. Yeah. You got a lot of pleasantries, it sounds like. For sure. I mean, I that's a, the thing. I'm pleasantries don't have to cost money, per se, so... Yeah, I agree. Like, love is love and friendship, free... Uh, I say that friendship's the only thing that's free in the world, mm. you know? Mm. I mean, so is love, of course, but like... And people's opinions. <laughs> people's opinions? All right, <laughs> they, yeah. Those seem to be pretty free. That's funny. That's or, funny. Or, they give them out. Or freely the given. Yeah. Freely given. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're like pigeons. It's like, yeah, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Let me take a shit over here on you. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but yeah, we were, I think even before we started recording, um, we were talking about um, growing up with um, an abundance mm. of love mm. and security and, yeah. you know, um, like I was saying, like my wife was raised more very uh, secure in a lot of ways, like financially with love, um, yeah. you know, vacations, things and, and all that kind of stuff. Experiences like checking out places just, you know, over the weekends or whatever. Um, for me, it was kind of like it's sort of weird because when you look at it on, on paper, I was born in Japan. I came mm. back here to Ohio and we went back and forth a couple of times or once every couple of years or whatever. So it's just like, oh, shit, that's very affluent, right? Like, it's right, like right, damn. Right. And uh, my grandmother, my Japanese mom, uh, my mom's mom, Kyoko, mm. she was the one that would uh, pay for everything. <laughs> and um, and my, my parents would, uh, they just kept borrowing money from their parents and stuff. So it's like, actually, both my dad's side and my mom's side were better off uh, financially. Um, different parts of the world obviously mm-hmm. but like my parents i don't know they financially um weren't as successful so i would get these opportunities to go to japan and we would get gifts but other than that it seems like um there were more limited funds that's just on the financial spectrum mm-hmm. and like you know alcoholic dad that was more self-serving and then uh my mom she's She's an amazing person, but uh, struggled with being a mother. Um, Like, uh, I would get yelled at for uh, uh, things that I didn't do wrong. So it was, you know, it just creates like a complex. Um, So I feel like, and honestly, one thought that gets me through is that I wanted this in the first place. That's kind of why I Hmm. I interject that kind of thought because as someone who was who went through some stuff that I'd prefer not to remember slash blocked out. Like, gotcha. my first earliest memories were more like eight than huh. like three yeah, or yeah, four. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was yeah. kind of like, and then like, I learned things from my parents and I pieced it together. Like this investigative, it's like, I have a half brother in Japan. Shit. I didn't know that's, so yeah, we told you. Like, it's like, oh fuck, what? Wow. Yeah. Stuff like that. That is a little wild there. It is wild. Yeah. Yeah. I have a Jap, like a full Japanese Half brother, yeah. Out there. Wow. Somewhere. We and we've confirmed he's alive because my grandma did a thing just I don't even know his fucking name. Like I Whoa. I I was given it, I just never wrote it down or anything. That's wild, dude. And I didn't like put it to memory, you know. But anyway, just stuff like that. I mean that's that's like extremely like that's, life that's in not, a way that's yeah. life changing. I never met to, him. My yeah. mom had to give him up as an infant. Mm. She was part mm. of this group that was I call a cult. You could call it what you want. It was about 20 years where my grandmother and my mom, my grandmother um, and her kids, I think by that, yeah, no, and no, the whole family, her, her uh, my grandfather as well, who died right before I was born, but at the time it was a nuclear family mm-hmm. that was financially tied to pay this uh, Nichiren Buddhist group, mm. or maybe it was not Nichiren, but some kind of Buddhist group that coerced them to pay and anyone they got to join if they didn't pay then you gotta pay call it a mafia yakuza thing call it a cult 
either way, 20 years tied to it, and when they and they finally got out of it. So that's wild. Yeah, that's that's my mom, and um, she was in an arranged marriage uh, prior to meeting my white American dad, mm-hmm. and with the Japanese man there. Um, I mean, my grandmother was isn't a was in an arranged marriage as well, but apparently he was a great guy. Um, yeah. It was one of those that worked. But my mom, it was, hmm. um, we were the lower class, and they were the higher class. Gotcha. And not we, but, you know, my mom. Um, sure, sure. And uh, so, yeah, it's something that I think has plagued her, having to give up their first son, of course. I mean, oh, yeah. as a mother, I mean, that's probably the... I, I can't imagine. I think that's probably, like, maybe like the, the hardest heartbreak ever. Like, your own... A daughter, or a woman specifically. Yeah, a yeah, yeah. Child. Like, if we think about that and try to think of our parents and, like, what are the hardest things they ever struggled with or or continue to struggle with, right? right. That would probably be top of the list for her. Yeah, right. it's it's just you can't we we as how men do you, how can't do you, even imagine it. Yeah. We, can't, we literally can't fathom yeah. it. Even you, as parents, I guess as parents even, we can kind of fathom. How it. do you even wrap your brain around that? I don't know. You know, concept of like literally having to give up. And a your child. first child. Yeah. Uh, arranged marriage. You didn't want this. Right. You know, a lot of you didn't want this. Hmm. Um, kind hmm. of thing. So anyway, oh, man, um, there's so much intense. Death like in my well, yeah, that, that, but, but like so. we look at that as we 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 can at least pause and reflect on it and be like, well, that's that's part of my history. Yeah, right. That's that's part of your history. For yeah, real. of course it is. Doesn't define who you are as your history, but like that's part of it, and that's I'm I'm willing to bet if everyone dug into it in some way with their own family there's a story back there somewhere of course for all is. of us of course there right is. That's we're the survivors of some fucked up shit of massive amounts of trauma and but we're still here yeah and our our you know we're children of people who suffered and had shit fucking things happen to them and yeah. our kids are going to be survivors of the things that hopefully are less and you know not as as bad as we can't control that aspect, but, but we can control how we take it in, mm-hmm. how we pass on our wisdom, our consciousness, our energy work, whatever you want to call it, our self, self-improvement, self all that stuff. If we can somehow pass that down along with our genetics, then they have a fighting chance for whatever the fuck happens. Like, good luck really trying to affect the world as an individual. I mean, we all do in a way, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's that's... You might as well say that's impossible to. Well, that goes that goes back to my point to begin with that that like you just said we don't have control over a lot of that. Not right? all the stuff outside. Right, no. right. But we but but in the end like like the whole concept of like did we choose this or did you know we weren't. That's why it's worth like a lot of people pondering. a lot of people I don't make that to serious as much as art, seriously But it's it. real. I'm not trying yeah. to win an argument, but sure. ultimately it's it is good mental food for thought where it's like some make the argument like man our our kids and we as as little babies we don't we didn't choose to come into this life it was it was 
our parents kind of beckoning us or whatever into existence right? yeah even before but like right. but like the, your point's good too where it's like yeah no my soul probably chose this on it some helps level. me I, i'm saying regardless of whether it's true or not it does give me ease in the depths of, in my dark nights of the soul when i do a deep meditation mm-hmm. that gives me it's like no buddy you mm-hmm. asked for this mm-hmm. you you wanted this mm-hmm. and even if you look at I remember when I, starting from, I'm 38, and starting from when I was 15, mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I feel like I'm finally fucking living a life that I enjoy. Huh. Like, even though I actually hit yeah. my hardest depression well after that, yeah, yeah. like, I did feel like my life finally fucking, it's not like my consciousness started then. I was mm-hmm. well conscious by around eight, maybe right. a little delayed. It sounds like it's delayed based off of when I talk to people. My wife was like two and she was getting what was happening. You know what I mean? There's a big difference there. But like when I was 15, I was like, yeah, this is good. I'm doing it. And so I really feel like, let's say up until 15, you can make the argument that I wanted it. I didn't want it either way from 15. I made it a point like this is all on me now. Uh, three years prior to being an adult, quote unquote. Interesting. Yeah. I was like, this is on me. So and maybe you're like, talking about like the concept of when do we, when are we able to fully like embrace our set of circumstances? Yeah. How? When are you right? gonna stop blaming anything else? Or or just embrace it, whether it's whether it's yeah, whether it's self-imposed something or... that's about blame or whatever. But like, you know, when you talk about your wife and and honestly, I looking back on my own childhood like i i i felt like yeah my my needs were met really well good and when i think about it out of context like we didn't have a lot of money we didn't have we didn't have an overabundance of money sure we had enough on terms of like paying bills and that kind of thing but like and there have been other things as my father has aged where it's really clear like he just sacrificed so much right in terms of his body his mental health and soul and whatnot for making sure there was you know things were provided yeah for the family that sounds like my grandfather and that's just like that's like i mean i chalked that a lot of that up to like you know the ugly sides of patriarchy and yeah and capitalism where it's like you know men are just sort of like you know that's the thing you just struggle through stuff you 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 put your head down and keep going push that shit down and keep going yeah struggle through it training through and it's like ah that just at a certain point it eats you up or it starts to it's not sustainable yeah it's unsustainable causes you know sometimes lots of collateral damage too but like physically but like i i i don't know i didn't i didn't have revelations about being a significantly less advantaged and or a different socioeconomic status you never saw yourself Pro- that way. not until mm. probably i was like out, almost out of high school and into college and then I was just like, oh so wow. So you went to school right after high school? Or oh yeah, yeah. Right? I went, I went to college right yeah, after, same. right after high school. Yeah. Which is, it's, man, that is a big eye-opening experience to, you just be like, huh, wow, a lot of people with different circumstances for sure. Very different. If you get to know a lot of people. Yeah. 
most likely you're gonna see below and above you oh yeah and sometimes you realize you're at the bottom or sometimes <laughs> you realize you're at the top <laughs> that's you right know? that's right and you didn't know until whatever right yeah travel to your first foreign country or even mm. just go to a pretty different state uh yeah in, in america yeah 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 that's to gotta be wild shit. be able to, to try how when did you first start traveling like what to japan when you were a kid so i was born there right yeah yeah yeah. and i i guess i came to california and ohio i think more ohio and then we went to disneyland when i was like three huh. again i don't remember anything before eight really yeah yeah um and I think maybe we came to the States once or twice before we moved, like, as to visit before we moved here in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And then, essentially, Cincinnati till I went to OSU in college, except I went back to Japan multiple, like, maybe six or seven times throughout, like, my schooling, my mm. uh, pre-college schooling, um, mm. and then, like, a month or two at a time. So maybe I spent a year... And then hmm. even after post-college or co- during college and post-college, I've spent a total of maybe a year and a half after that as well. Hmm. So nice. I spent like that was a huge a sixth part of, of your my life. life yeah. There. Oh yeah. And yeah. I studied at Japanese undergrad, grad school, worked for and may- maybe still do kind of work for Honda as an interpreter hmm. for Japanese people. So uh, and obviously like. I'm like obnoxiously Japanese. I'm like obnoxiously <laughs> like aside from being fully Asian, people are just like fuck he's just Japanese. Like there's there's that up there that mm-hmm. painting. It says yeah. Japan. That's the yep. kanji for Japan. Yep. And it's a mix of uh, the Japanese flag and the American and flag. The American flag, yeah. Love it. And and so and that to me describes how I am. I'm I'm obnoxiously American. If you ever put me mm. with a bunch of non-Americans, mm. I'm unapologetically not obnoxiously. I want to say unapologetically. Okay. Right. I don't. I guess I, you know I guess I mean. you would become obnoxiously Japanese if you had like a a top knot. And, and I carried, do carried, carried, and, and carried, carried, carried around a samurai sword or something. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I always already wear is that what, a hakata. Is that, is that I just, what, I'm, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying. Where, a sword where's the line up. between you know obnoxiously something yeah. and just unapologetic? I'm just very proud of my heritage. <laughs> yeah, unapologetic, very proud of my heritage. Uh, when I was a kid, I went to Japanese school every Saturday, mm-hmm. um, basically first or ninth grade and that's a full saturday school and i was a sweet brag i love that <laughs> uh, yeah struggle slash brag uh, you look yeah you look at like you're like you're like oh that, that wasn't Japan. great i hated being seen with my mom yeah, that's like public, I, you know yeah when we were kids we we grew up catholic so it was all sunday was catholic you know yeah sunday school and sure that's a whole mind fuck. I wouldn't want that for myself. We <laughs> <laughs> talk about cults. Yeah, know. it's that's the thing. It's like <laughs> struggle is the equalizer, and yeah. I almost see it as um, if you can take care of your own struggle mm-hmm. or whatever we want to call it, yeah, yeah. the hard parts in life, yeah, yeah. and if you can overcome it, I mean, isn't that really... It's like that beauty that only the mountain climber can see that sunset that high up because it not many people get there. Mm-hmm. And when you see it, you're like, oh, shit, no one can actually... Not many people see this. Right. And I think that's the beauty of getting through 
whatever. And I think the pleasantries are there well, yeah. to remind us why it's worth it. Like even seeing that sunset, that's the pleasantry, right? That's Well well see I have to I have to take not full issue, but like push back a little bit with Please. what you said. Yeah. Like I don't know that it's necessarily things to overcome or you know in the sense of like we have to vanquish or or fight or or complete sometimes it feels like that but like like what's in a certain point what is there to overcome right things happen to us we're in situations we we find ourselves in certain circumstances but like What's there to overcome? Like, in the end, what's there to really overcome other than our own, like, entropy from what's happened to us? It's I, – I, like, I, I frame it a little bit differently from the sense of, like, all of the things that have happened to me in my life, good, bad, indifferent, whatever they are, however you look at it, they're all part of me. They're not something that I'm trying to get rid of or run from anymore. No. I'm not looking to... We reach the same conclusion. I'm not looking like. to be somebody different no. anymore. And, and like I know that I was at different ages earlier, right? 20 years ago, 30 years ago or whatever. But like I, I'm just... I just look at it like I am... I am still in some way carrying around some of the hurts and sadness and joy and happiness and everything else that's always been part of me. Yeah. Um, and I do have the ability or, or like um, every once in a while just the the desire to sort of like just cleanse – whatever the certain experiences have been and yeah. just make a fresh clean slate and move on from there sort yeah. of level up oh way. yeah you know what i'm talking about i mean we're about to that's, fucking uh that's what we're purge our shit up in the attic you know yeah, like, exactly we we know we do that metaphorically as well we get rid of toxic friends um you know if we mm-hmm. know a little too much about someone we're close to and we realize you know, they're not, mm-hmm. they're in a self, um, you know, like some <laughs> kind of cycle that is like disastrous to themselves and the people around like them. Their we, own version of self imposed exile yeah, or something. Yeah. Because it, it's, you're just going to, that, that torn, that, that hurricane is going to affect you if your, your house is too close to it. Uh, that's your, I mean, that's, we, that's if, what you're, if, you're willingly doing. If we think about that upstairs space that we're t- actually talking about too. Yeah. And like the energy that's been up there from all that, the, you know, the guy who was there and sure. like, like that does every, you look at all of that right now. It's like, and stare at it. And it's, that's, that's the feeling you get of like stuck energy and like it's time to move on yeah or whatever yeah i mean we've done a great job downstairs here mm-hmm. less if we had even a simple sink and clean up the bathroom <laughs> it would be perfect honestly yeah the walls real. are just fine they're not they don't have to be fancy they yeah. do i mean maybe eventually insulating kind of but it's really just 
it's really not that bad. There's not that many windows, so it's not that much escape anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I agree. And this has been a great conversation, John. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 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 gonna read something real quick. Oh, okay, it's please. The, it's it's really it's what I even said to you like before we started taping. But this is from um, someone I follow online. He's a he's a llama. Lama nice. Rod. Lama Rod Owens. A Tibetan or Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And um but he is a he's a queer black man. Oh, whoa. <laughs> from America. Okay, yeah. Who so is he, he's not Tibetan. I mean, he's not Tibetan, Tibetan but now, he maybe, is a llama. Sure. Yeah. So like Interesting. it's it's for real. He spent of the, he spent the time he put the time in and did the work. Of course. But like I Can't love this quote that. from him. Yeah. I refuse to recolonize the world with my brokenheartedness. Oh, yeah. That's why right. it's important to tend to my own grief, my own anger, my own hurt. Yeah. I do my own work so that I don't become work for other people. Yeah. My practice is not only to develop care for myself but also for others, but it has to start with ourselves. Yeah. So. Lucy agrees. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. And uh, this has been a beautiful conversation. I always yeah, feel man. like if you get into a nice conversation and if that can be if that can reach other people um we're you know like we're putting ourselves in a situation where if we can have this sort of civil debate discussion um it really echoes positively to figuring out other things that we all need to figure out like mm-hmm. the more open-hearted we are with each other because we both represent unique ideas you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. It takes two to tango and just to have something play out mm-hmm. and almost like almost and if we're like well-experienced players then what will we'll welcome some of the tension that just naturally happens mm-hmm. unless you're holding back which we're we're done with right we're done with holding yeah. back from expressing ourselves and being ourselves and 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 exploring subjects and and issues and that kind of thing so mm-hmm. uh, i appreciate you just being open with me yeah, like, tip for tat i felt Always. like it was a great chess game that didn't have a winner maybe it was a, even a stalemate if you want to think of it that way but in the long run like i think a lot of people can study the moves and go like cool i like it I, that was a good game that was nice to see mm-hmm. i'd like to see more mm-hmm. <laughs> good stuff man all right thanks john all right i right, see y'all later see you